had a screen given to him that we're replacing our projector with, and I was trying to put it up by myself and uh, fell off the ladder. And uh, anyway, so long story short, I looked online and I found out it's, a, it's 130 pounds by itself, and I thought I was more macho than I, I am, obviously. So Brother Darren had to come save me and help me put it up. And then uh, my wife and kids came by later and helped me clean up. And Anyway, so last night after everybody left, I got down and started praying and was asking God about this night's service and this morning in our place. And I felt like God said he wanted to let somebody leave here victorious tonight. I felt the witness of the Holy Ghost as I was praying last night, and I was, I was excited. I got the victory in our, in our place all by myself. But you know what? I came here tonight to help somebody. I, I don't feel like you've quite got there yet, and I feel like God's still got you on His radar. And uh, before we leave this place tonight, before we leave this place tonight, I believe God wants to work something in your life. Amen. I don't know who you are. I really don't. I mean, Bishop don't talk about people's issues. I can promise you that. And uh, I came tonight with a burden to see somebody leave this place victorious. Amen. I'm sick and tired of the spirit of oppression that tries to take over the Pentecostal folks. I, I tell you, it, it drives me absolutely up the wall. Amen. When I get to sitting down and I start to feeling sorry for myself, I have to sit back and say, God, you know, all power still belongs to you. And I don't care what life hands me, he still is my source of hope. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Matthew chapter 9, verse number 20, where we're going to go to, very familiar passage of Scripture. I don't intend to take very long. Although, Brother Darren, Sister so can attest to this, seems like every service I get up, I take a little bit longer. I take a little bit longer. <laughs> I actually, I, I've been trying to keep it under an hour, and I went over an hour a couple weeks ago. Um, and, but anyway, I don't intend to keep you four hours tonight. But we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a good time in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise God. Matthew chapter 9, if you've got it, say amen. Matthew chapter 9, verse 20 says, And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood for twelve years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. And she, for she said within herself, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort, thy faith hath made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that very hour. From that very hour. Amen. Praise God. I know it's very familiar, but I feel like we can glean something from here this evening. And tonight, <clears throat> I want to talk about this subject, the ribbon and the miracle. Amen. You understand where I'm coming from here in just a little bit. The ribbon and the miracle. Let's talk to the Lord this evening. We need His help tonight. I need His anointing in this place tonight. Lord, we love you.
let's see. Let's love the Lord in this house tonight. Let's give him glory in this place. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We glorify your most holy name in this place. Oh, we've come hungry for more of you today. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name. You can be seated this evening as long as you will ride with me for a little while tonight. Amen. Praise God. Amen. I talk about the ribbon and the miracle. The reason I'm bringing in the ribbon portion of it is because I began to do some study a while back, and I guess I preached at my place this similar thought, and and uh, I guess a few years back, I went and told Brother Josh, because I was all excited about something new that I found in the Word of God, and he said, you've already preached that in Olathe a few years ago. I said, I don't know, I, I looked through my notes, I didn't find them anywhere, and so it was new to me again. Amen, as the Word of God can be new to us over and over, and I'm thankful for that. But I began to look again <clears throat> at a passage of Scripture that I had heard my grandfather preach on a long time ago. Amen, and I was listening to some tapes and heard it again, and, and uh, it comes from Numbers, and chapter number 15, verses 37 through 41. Uh, um, it's a commandment of the Lord to the children of Israel on how He wanted them to... Uh, to attire themselves. And, and uh, he told them in Numbers 15, verse 37, uh, he said, And the Lord spake to Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and bid them that they make them fringes in the border of their garments throughout their generations, that they put upon the fringe of the borders a ribbon of blue. And it shall be unto you for a fringe, that you may look upon it, and remember all the commandments of the Lord, and do them, and that ye seek not after your own heart and your own eyes, after which ye used to go a whoring, that ye may remember. Can you say that ye may remember? And do all my commandments, and be holy unto your God. I am the Lord your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord your God. I want to get this out of the way real quick, because this isn't even where I'm going to focus tonight. But I, I, I did want to bring this portion out because it, it, it is a foundation for where we're going this evening. Um, but the fact is, God said, look, I, I want you to attach a ribbon. I, I, I did some study. I don't know. The closest I could find was, was what they call a prayer shawl today. And, and at the border of their prayer shawls, they, they have a tassel. It's a blue tassel. It's, it's twined with white as well. And... and uh, <clears throat> Me and Brother uh, Weems have talked about this a few times over the last few weeks. And, and uh, I began to look at it, and, 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 and I showed the church a picture of it when I began talking about it. And, and uh, it was just simply there. God said, I want you to put it there on the fringes of your border simply for a remembrance of my word, of the commandments that I have given to you, of the fact that I brought you out of bondage. And I had set you free. And that I have given you promises. Amen. And I, I've, I did some more research into this. just And, and I found that <clears throat> they were commanded to put these fringes. Because God didn't want them to forget them. He didn't want them to forget the precepts that he had already taught them. And he, he wanted them to understand. Look, my word is never going to change. You with me tonight? 
I know it's a little boring right quick, but let's, let's, I want us to understand this because this is paramount to what we're going tonight because the Word of God, it never changes. It never does. It's going to stand sure from, from the beginning of time until the end of time, and even after the earth has passed away, Jesus said, His Word was going to last forever. Amen. Jesus said it in Matthew 13 and 31. He said, Heaven and earth is going to pass away one day. But my words shall not pass away. Amen. Praise God. God's word is sure. It, it, it is sure. Uh, Psalms 19 and 7 said, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. And the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Amen. These ribbons that I'm talking about tonight, they were representative of the word of God. And what I find, and, and I'm, I know I'm rushing through it. I don't have time to get into any more of that study because of where we're, I want to get to. I don't want to take a lot of time tonight because I want somebody to respond to the Holy Ghost tonight. Amen. Amen. Praise God. But the ribbon that I was talking about, I believe that Jesus, everything that he did was according to the law. He abided by his word. He abided by his word. And so in my mind, Pastor Riggin, I, be, I began to think, you know what? Jesus most likely had these ribbons of blue on him everywhere he went because it was what he had commanded his people to do. Therefore, I would assume that he did the same. Amen. And not only was it the fact that he wore them, but he was really and truly the only one person that could wear it in all sincerity. Amen. With no hypocrisy, because he was perfect. Not only was he perfect, but he was God in flesh. Amen. And he was going about letting everybody know, hey, my word is still true. That reminder was there everywhere he went. Hey, the word of God still stands true. You still believe that tonight. Amen. We, we talked a lot about the Word of God tonight. Pastor Riggin did, and, and it, it, all, it, it all ties together to what I, where we're going this evening because the Word of God is never changing. And when God says it in His Scripture, and when He says it through His man across the pulpit, it is still as true today as it was back in the day of Moses. Amen. Praise God. Psalms 105 and 37 says he brought them forth also with silver and gold. Amen. This is just a, a reminder. Hey, this, this is a reminder. Hey, I, I am there to heal my people. Psalms tells us, amen, and there was not one feeble. The psalm is talking about when God brought them out of, out of Egypt. He brought them out of Egypt. They didn't leave poor and they didn't leave feeble. But God gave them strength. And he gave them the necessities that they needed to press on into the promised land. Yeah. Hallelujah. Psalms 107 and 20 said he sent his word and he healed them. And delivered them from their instructions. Destructions. Amen. There is healing in the word of God. There is promise in the word of God. Everything that you need you will find in the word of God. Amen. We have his word that we can read and we should be reading every single day of our life. 
so we can hear what he has to say to us because we need instruction for our life day in and day out, right? Amen. We need God's help like never before in this day and this hour. Amen. Amen. So back to our our, uh, text this evening in Matthew, we find this woman who had a problem. She had a problem. And this problem was persistent, the scripture says, for at least 12 years. And the Bible also says that she had spent everything that she owned to be, to be healed or to be uh, to the physicians so that they could try to, to, to get this flow of blood to stop. And she was at wit's end, I can imagine. She's wondering, I don't even know how I'm going to eat my next meal much less live on because of this problem that I have. And so we find her one day. She, I'm assuming, sees the press where Jesus is coming through town. And she said in in our scripture reading tonight, she said in verse 21, for she said within herself, if I can but touch his garment, I shall be whole. But verse 20, if we back up just a moment, it says she came behind him and touched the hem or the border of his garment. You follow me here tonight. I'm not just, I'm not just trying to flounder out here, but I, I'm going somewhere tonight. But you've got to understand, the word of God is sure. It's unchanging. And God kept his people when he brought them out of Egypt. He told them, I will keep you. Amen. He kept the shoes on their feet from wearing out. The the clothes upon their back, he kept them from tearing apart in all the time that they were in the wilderness. He kept them safe time and time again. And then we come into the New Testament where not only is Jesus showing everybody everywhere that he goes, that the word of God is true. But now we're talking about the word that was made flesh is walking about saying, hey, try my word. It's still true. It's still sure. It's still, it's still, it's still promised to each and every one of my people. Hey, I will heal you if you need healing. I will take care of your situation if, I need, if you need your situation dealt with. He held to his promise to his people that he would heal them if they sought after him. Not to mention what the hymn was a sign of the surety of the word of God. And that here now I don't even know if she realized what she was doing when she reached the hem of his garment. I don't know if she understood the significance of the border, Brother Nelson. I don't know if she understood what that, what that was significant of, but, but she reached out after she pressed through the press and she made it to Jesus and she reached out and she just touched the hem of his garment. Whether she, whether she really knew what was going on or not, Pastor Riggin, I believe God knew what was happening. And he was sitting there in heaven and he was watching her and he said, you know what? The faith of this young woman in my word, in the fact that she knows that there is healing in those that I send and they have power with me. 
And she reached out and she touched the hem of his garment. Why do I say that? Because it wasn't just any old touch. Sister Rissa, there was many people around him that day. In fact, in another portion of Scripture about this same story, the, the disciples responded to the Lord. What do you mean who touched you? People are bumping into you all around you. What are you talking about? He said, no, no, somebody touched me because I felt virtue go out from me. You understand, we're talking about the word incarnate. We're not talking about just any other man, but we're talking about the almighty God who is walking among men, who is able to do anything that we needed that day. And he can still, in this room, tonight, help you. Oh, come on. Is anybody out there tonight that really believes what I'm talking about tonight? I'm not just up here to try to make things sound great and wonderful and, and to make you say, oh, that's wonderful. Pastor Hilton, that's, that's not what I'm here for. But I, what I am here for is somehow to encourage you. Hey, I don't care what it is you faced before you walked in the church doors tonight. I don't care what it was. There may be a crowd pressing around your promise. You know what? I wasn't going to do this, but we're going to do it. Brother Nelson, can you be Jesus tonight? <laughs> I know that's a hard ask. Uh, just come up here. You don't have to perform miracles or anything. Just <laughs> And the rest of you men, I want you to come. Brother Nelson, I want you to stand right there facing that way. The rest of you men, I want you to come, and I want you to stand right here blocking my way to Brother Nelson because I want you to understand what this was all about. I won't hurt nobody. I got a big devil here tonight. When I did this at home, it was only kids. But you understand she came to this crowd and she sees Jesus up there and she's looking around. Man, it's pretty tight around here. I, 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 need, I need to reach up. Excuse me, excuse me. Excuse me. Hey, excuse me. I, I need the master. Excuse me. I, I, I need to make it to the master tonight. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. And I, I'm sure, I'm sure that she bumped into somebody and they knocked, him down, knocked her down to the floor. And she, she got to looking. And she mo noticed, hey, I can see him from here. And she began to make her way. Excuse me, I'm sorry, excuse, excuse me. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. And, and just like these guys are doing to me, they, they're trying to stop me from making it all the way. And, and, I, and I reach up and she touched the hem of his garment and she snuck back up into the crowd and she tried to hide away but Jesus turned around and he said who touched me who did it 
Peter's looking at him, Master, what are you talking about? Who, who touched you? Look, all these people, they're bumping into you. What are you talking about? Who touched you? He said, no, it's not like that. Yeah, they're around me. They want to be in my presence, but, 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 but it, uh, they, 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 they're not reaching out and touching me like that touch just touched me. And he said, virtue just went out for me. And she came and she raised her hand and said, it was me, Lord. And he looked at her and said, go your way. Don't worry about it. You're healed. It's all taken care of. You guys can sit down. But think about this. Where I'm going with this tonight, it's wonderful for that lady. And I'm think, I thank God that she got what she needed. I really do. Because if it wasn't for her really reaching out and getting what she needed, I wouldn't have nothing to preach tonight. But that was funny. I'm just, I'm just kidding. But the fact of the matter was, she fought... She was weak, Brother Chad. She was weak. You ever lost blood? You ever smashed your hand with a, uh, your thumb with a hammer and had blood going everywhere? You about faint and fall down? Yeah. Yeah, they had to pick me up out of a basement one time. Because I was weak. I lost blood. She, she was weak. She didn't have the strength that you and I have tonight. Andrew, but I'm going to tell you something. I don't care, Brother Andrew, what it is you're facing when you came in the house of God. Jesus is in this place tonight. And can I tell you folks what I felt all service long? There's victory in this place. There's anointing in this place. There's healing in this place. There's the virtue of Jesus in this house tonight. I have to tell you something. There's something else in this place too. And that's circumstance. And that's, I, I, I got so much going on. I, 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 got, I got this appointment in the morning. and I got, I got, look, I can promise you, I know what busy is. I can promise you I know what it is to be busy. But let me tell you something. It, 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 how hard is it, Brother Nelson, just to say, okay, God, look, we spend what? Four, maybe five hours a week in the, serve, in, the, in the house of God? Maybe? How hard would it be for us, Brother Nelson, just to say, hey, I'm going to push through the press for a couple of hours tonight. And I'm going to make my way to Jesus. Because his word is true. Just as true as it was for that woman with the issue of blood. The Holy Ghost is in this house right now. He's all over this place right now. And I'm telling you here tonight, I don't care what you have to face when you leave this house. If you can somehow reach the hem of his garment, his word is still true today. It's never changed. The word of God still is still the same. I'm talking about a God who said, let there be light. And guess what? Light appeared in the heavens before there was a sun. There, before there was a moon, there was light in the heavens. And he said, let there be a sun. Let there be a moon. And all of these things began to come into place. And universes were put into place just because he said, let there be. How? 
can put a universe together, Sister Larissa, how hard would it be for him to take your situation and him be able to work in it and he'd be be able to speak to it and say, hey, you don't need this anymore and it'd be gone from your life. And Brother Nelson, all of a sudden, all of a sudden you cry out to Jesus and say, Lord, if I may just but touch your him, I need your help tonight. I need your strength tonight. But no, I'll tell you, the enemy wants us to understand. He wants us to hold back and say, hey, I, I don't have enough strength to make it to the master tonight. Maybe in the next service, I'll get what I need from God. Maybe, maybe next Sunday, I'll get what I need from God. But let me tell you something. There's too many people that are out there that are hungry for God that need you to get your miracle tonight. They need you to touch the hem of his garment tonight. Think about it. Think about it. She's the first one, and I find in the Gospels, that ever touched the hem of the garment of Jesus Christ. But you go on in the Scripture, and you go on later on, and you find a man, and I believe it was Matthew, chapter number 14, that, that in verse 35, you find another place where people are seeking out and trying to touch the hem of the garment of Jesus Christ. Why were they doing that? Why? I'm sure somebody got to talking. Somebody got to saying, hey, you know what what she did? She couldn't get to him. She couldn't speak to him. But she got to the hem of his garment. And she touched him. And she was made whole. Oh, is anybody feeling what I feel here tonight? I am telling you tonight. Amen. I don't care what the obstacle. I don't care what the situation. My God is still a miracle worker. Hallelujah, it wasn't just one or two people. But the word of God said in Matthew 14 and 35, and when the men of that place had knowledge of him, they sent out into all the country round about and brought to him all that were diseased. And they besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. They understood, hey, he did it for her. He'll do it for me. His word was true for her. His word is true for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You don't know. You don't know, my friend, who, who, who's dependent on you to touch the master tonight. You don't know who you're going to run into tomorrow that's good, that is dependent upon you getting what you need from God. Hallelujah. I was, I was talking with somebody the other night uh, at, at, uh, over the dinner table and I, I said, I don't understand. I don't understand the mentality uh, that says, hey, uh, I, I've had it rough. I, I've got a God going on. And I just want to sit back. I, I, I don't, I don't want to do anything anymore. I, I've, I've been doing too much for the church and it's time for me to sit back. Pastor, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand that mentality, Brother Nelson, because God needs every single last one of us. He needs you and he needs me. Not one of us is better than the other, but he's got positions and places for us to be that his kingdom can go forward. And the only reason that all those multitudes of people saw the healing that they saw, amen, and and because they touched the hem of his garment was because one person decided, hey, I need something from God today. And her decision affect other folks. 
And it's still affecting folks even today. That's why I come here tonight to preach to you. Hey, it's, it's, not, worth, it's not worth trying to second guess God. It's not worth it. Amen. God has ways that are far above and far exceed our, our intellect. We may not understand where we're, he's going with, with our lives, but I can promise you he knows exactly the end from the beginning. You want to know something? I've been so close too many times to throwing in a towel and saying, God, I just don't know if it's worth it anymore. But then I come to the house of God. I don't know how many times I hear the word of God preached. That's what I am here tonight. And that word of God changed my life forever. Why? Because it's alive. And because it knows exactly where you are. Because we have a God who is almighty. He is all-knowing. And he is all over the place. And he knows exactly where you're going through. And he knows what you're going to face in the morning. Amen. And he knows what you need tonight. That's why it's important that you get what he has for you tonight. I hope I'm making sense to somebody here tonight. Uh, there's so much that God wants to do in his church. There's so much he wants to do in the church. But too many times, I think we, we, we forget what should be the most important. In Matthew 6 and 33, when Jesus was teaching his people, he said, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. His righteousness. And then everything will be added to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we talk to the Lord for just a moment here tonight? Oh, Savior, we need you here this evening. God, you are more than able, God, to perform the work. Oh, God, I pray that you Hallelujah, sweet Jesus. Hallelujah, sweet Jesus. Hallelujah, sweet Jesus. Can we stand here tonight? Just like this woman had a great need from God. I feel like there's somebody here that has a need that they need God to meet in this place tonight. I wasn't just trying to bring up hype. I wasn't just trying to to say, say fancy words to make you excited, but the fact of the matter is I still feel just as strong right now as I did last night while I was praying. God has somebody on his mind tonight, and he's waiting for you to reach out and touch him. His word is just as true as it was when you first received the promise. 
I can promise you new life. The revival is still, it's still here and it's still at full force. Amen. I don't care what the enemy has put in your way. Amen. Revival is still in full swing in new life. And I can tell you tonight, God just needs some more folks to say, hey, God, I'm ready to go forward. It's been too long right here where we're at. We need more of you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't know what it is that you need. I don't know if it's a healing that you need. Let God do it tonight. I don't know. Some type of affliction. I don't know what it is. But God is still able to meet your need in this place tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm talking about the Savior. I'm talking about the King of Kings. I'm talking about the healer. I'm talking about the need provider today. What is it you need in this place tonight? He's here. He's ready. How are you going to respond? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we look to the Lord for a little bit here tonight? These altars are open here this evening if you